Megillah Kafala from Adalif. Just imagine, we've talked about how the, uh, when children play games, we, we talked about hide and seek a few days ago, uh, that, that the children are developing a capacity that's important for, the, for life uh, and for Avodat Hashem as well. When they play hide and seek, they're learning how to find a, th- a thrill in discovering that which is hidden. That's, they're beginning to learn Gomorrah already. They're beginning to learn the skills of, of learning and of life. Uh, and and when they play um, imaginary games, they play, uh, let's imagine, play, play, keilu, each culture's got their own way of, of doing it. That's developing the capacity for imagination. And we find often that in our practice of Yiddishkeit, we, we leave things like that out. Uh, and, and our Yiddishkeit, the practice of our Yiddishkeit becomes very transactional and very dry and uh, we, we kind of check off the things we have to do and we leave aside the importance of, of imagination, almost play. Uh, and, and we'll see here how important that is and, and why, why we shouldn't be leaving it behind. So the, we start a new parik, HaKoret HaMegillah Omed V'Yoshev Yatsu, whether you read the Megillah standing or sitting, you can be Yotze. And then the Gemara says, Tana, we learned, Masha'en Ken Batoira, but that's not the case with with Kriya Satoira. Uh, there you can't either sit or stand. There you've got to stand. Mina uh, Hanimili, where does this come from, asks the Gemara. Omar Rabbi Avod, Omar Krav, Atapo Omedi Madi. Says Rabbi Avod, we learn from the Posuk where Hashem says to, to Moshe, you stand here with me. Uh, if it wasn't actually written in the posuk, you couldn't say such a thing because it's making Hashem like a human being. It's as if the Rebbeinu Shalom himself is, is also standing up for, for, Matan, for Matan Torah. But we see from there that it's, that it's standing. The Mordechai brings, we've talked often about the Mordechai as one of the key Talmidim of the Maharam Rutenberg, and the Maharam Rutenberg is, is key because he's the pivotal point where the Rishonim shift from the gear of the, of the Bale Tosfus, who are explaining the Gemara and analyzing the Gemara, as we discussed yesterday and many times, uh, and the Maharam Rutenberg is the point at which it shifts into the, into the Poskim. So from the Maharam Rutenberg comes the Rosh, comes the Mordechai, uh, the Haggos Mamonius on the, on the Rambam, or his three famous Talmudim, he had many others. But, but that was the point at which the focus became Psachalacha. So when the Mordechai wrote on Shas, he wasn't writing an explanation like Tosfus, and he wasn't going into an analysis like, like the Baal Tosfus does. He's writing Psach more like the Mordechai, like, more like the Rift did. But in Ashkenazim, in, in, in Europe, among the Ashkenazim, nobody had yet done what the Rift did and what the Rambam did. That, that hadn't yet been done. Uh, and the Mordechai was one of the early people who, who did that. And in uh, Masech the Shabbos, he brings that, that Ram, the Ram is um, the Maharam Rutenberg, his Rebbe. So his Rebbe, the Maharam Rutenberg, Haya Omed Bishat Kriyatat Torah, he used to stand both at a Bruce Miller and he used to stand for Kriya Satoru. Um, we skip down to the Bach. The Bach brings, Yesh noagim la'amod bishat Kriya, v'chein katav amor d'chal shem maharam, sh'ayah nohei kach. Ayn sham b'ferich rabbi Yelazah de Miller. There are people who are noheg to stand during Kriya Satoru, 
And the Mordechai brings that that, in fact, was the Minag of his Rebbe, the Maharam Rutenberg. The Maharam Rutenberg used to stand during Kriya But it would seem that the Maharam Rutenberg's Minag to stand for Kriya Satera was not, not halachically required. When a person hears Kriyata Torah, it's necessary for him to get himself into a mindset where it's as if he's hearing it at that moment from the Rebbeinu Shlom Al-Harsina. From the point of view, it's only the reader um, and, and the Beis Yosef and others add the, the people being call, called up. The people standing at the bimah have to stand, particularly the person reading and the person called up have to stand. Uh, but the rest of the kihila may, may sit, but still the Maram Rutenberg used to stand. What's important here to, to me for today is not so much do you have to stand or do you sit and did the Maram Rutenberg stand or sit? It's why the Maram Rutenberg stood. So the Maram Rutenberg is living out Kabbalah Satorah at that time. He's living out the receiving of the Torah. He's experiencing and acting it out. The, um, it, 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 it's not just imagination, it's also the role of, of acting. That, that when you act something out, when you, you, you live it in, in, in a way that is physical, it, it makes the whole experience so much more real. So here, what is imagination? Imagination is you can put yourself in a time and a place where you're not. It's an unbelievable capacity. You can actually transport yourself into another time or into another place or both, which means we have the capacity to transport ourselves into the experience of Harsina. And not only can we do that, but during the time of Kriyata Torah, that's what we're meant to be doing. And, and it's interesting, as I said at the, at the opening, that generally when we learn halachot, we, we tend to learn what am I meant to be doing? What am I meant to be doing during Kriyat Torah? What must I do? What may I not, not do? How do you read? We, we, we look at the what and, and, and the how in terms of technique, but what am I supposed to be feeling? What am I supposed to be thinking about? That's a whole section of, of Yiddishkeit which is so important because that's where human development comes from. You develop as a human being, not just from what you do. You develop from what you do because what you do is supposed to trigger the way you feel. But it's from the way you feel that you, that you really develop as a person. And during Kriyata Torah, to feel, I'm hearing the Torah from the Rebbeinu Shalom, that, that yes, you hear the Balkhara saying the words, but, the, but to you, you're converting it. The, the same as your um, sound gets converted from, from the physical sound and it gets converted into electrical impulses and then it gets converted back again into physical sound so that you can hear it. So it is with this. A Balkhara can be reading... And you can convert his, the sound of his voice in your mind to the Rebbeinu reading from the Torah. And that's what we're meant to feel at, at Kriyata Torah. Um, the, the Mordechai himself paskins that as well in Menachot, in, in Alotas Katanis. He says, There are people who stand during Kriyata Torah. There's no... No real raya from there. So even though the the the, um, the Mordechai himself says, even though my Rebbe used to stand for Kriya Satoru, 
uh, it's not necessary. That's not really Mi'ikar Hadin, which supports what the Bach is saying, where the Bach says that, that Mi'ikar Hadin you can sit, but what's important is to understand why the Maharam Rutenberg stood. Maharam Rutenberg stood so that he could experience uh, Matan Torah every time the, the Torah was being, was being given. And Every time Torah was being read. And where do we see that, that from? We see it from a Gemara and Brochus. Based on the Psukim in Vayatchanan, where Moshe Rabbeinu says to Klanis, just be very careful. And be extra special careful. Lest you forget what your own eyes have seen. Unless it departs from your heart, all the days of your life, and you shall teach them to your sons and your sons' sons, the day that Hashem stood before you in Choreb, you've got to teach that to people. And what does the Gemara say in, in Brochus Tafchof Beis? And it says right afterwards, And this is talking not only about Kriya Satoru, this is talking even about learning Torah. We're sitting around as we are right now, and we're learning Torah. Just as at Sinai it was with awe and fear and trembling, So here too it has to be, be with Emo, Yiro, Rutat, and Zeo. They are sweating, as it says in in Parashasitra, Vachola Amro Imita Kolot Vetalapidim with Kola Shafabet Harashel, Vayarha Am, Vayanuhu, they were taken aback physically. Vayamdu Merachok, and what does it mean where it says, it says, Vayanahu, En Noah Elazea, says Rashi. That means that they sweated, they were, they were in perspiration, there was such intensity of experience at that time. And we've got to try and recapture a little bit of that, to recapture it when we're learning Torah, to recapture it when we're, when we're doing Kriya Satorah, just to try and experience that connection to Hashem, that you're not reading a, a Sefer, you're not just learning a book, you're, you're communicating, you're accepting, you're hearing this from the Rebbeinu Shalom, giving us the, the Torah as we, as we hear it and as we learn it. The, um, the effect this would have on our, on our children, Imagine if our children saw us during Kriya Satora sweating and trembling. And, and they said, what, what, what's going on? Kabbalah Satora. We're hearing Hashem read the Torah. What, what more awesome experience is there than that? How, how, that affects, how that affects the child? And what do we do with the children? Now we tell them to go out and play. We're doing Kriya Satora now. Come back after Kriya Satora. What, what is that? What does that mean? Child sits next to a parent during Kriyat Torah. Sits quietly, follows with their finger, follows with the finger in the in the chumash, listens to the words. That's what a child does. Is it difficult? Yes. Does the child want to run out and play? Yes. But what does the child remember when he grows up, or, or, or she grows up? She remembers what it is sitting next to, next to the parent. The sometimes that's how we experience the Rebbeinu Shalom. I, I don't know about any of you, but I've never seen the Rebbeinu Shalom. But, but I've been in the presence of people who see him. And that's unbelievable. Like if you sit in the presence of, of Rebellion Lopian, and in our times, one of the reasons I would go and visit him every time I came to Israel was not just to, to benefit from his incredible wisdom, but it was just to see what it's like to, 
to be in the presence of somebody on whose face the presence of Hashem is reflected. You look at his face and you see, what's he, what's he looking at? Like you look at somebody, you see, he's looking at something, you can tell by a person's face that they're looking at something. Sometimes you can tell from their face what they're looking at. There's a reflection in the face of what a person is seeing. And you can see when a person's excited, and you can see when a person's, you see in the face. When, when you look at the face of, of a, a God will be Israel, you see somebody who's in the presence of the Rebbein Shalom. And that brings one very close to it. Imagine if our children would see that on our faces, just during Kriyat HaTzorah. They would see, this is somebody, my father's in the presence of the Rebbein my father's been receiving the Torah. What does that do? All the Jewish education that we invest so much money and effort in is nothing compared to what a child would gain from seeing his father while the Torah is being read. And we don't tend to do that. We're, we're, I'm as guilty of it as everybody else. We take Atzforim, we're reading, we're learning, and the Mordechai goes on. There's a very beautiful piece of Mordechai in Menachas. I didn't bring the whole quote of it, but it's worth looking at. Uh, just talking about what you can do during Kriya Satara, what you can't do Kriya, during, during Kriya Satara. But the important thing is not so much what you can do and what you can't do, but what, what do we need to be feeling? To be able to recreate the scene and live the scene of, of Kabbalah Torah when the Torah is being, writ, being read, that's something that's, that's amazing. It affects us, it connects us to the Rebbeinu Shalom, it connects us to the Torah, and even more so to the people around us. Of course, the, the opposite is, is true as well how destructive it is for somebody to be talking to Because not only have you lost the opportunity, and, and the child that may or may not be sitting next to you has lost the opportunity, but you've damaged it for the whole kehila. You've, you've messed it up for the whole kehila. It's like in the middle of a... You, you, you go to the, to the theater, and in the middle you, you're busy talking to people. You're not, only you're not only spoiling it for yourself, you're spoiling it for everybody around you how careful we've got to be to, to set up the scene. We've got to stage things. We've got to act things out. We've got to live things. We've got to imagine things. Otherwise, all we've got is our own little life. Uh, you know, what we've, whatever we've got, our 70, 80, 90 years, whatever Hashem blesses us with during one little tiny period of history, that's, is, that's our life experience. It doesn't have to be. Our life experience can be all the thousands of years that we've been here, talking, starting from from Kabbalah Torah, that can be part of our life experiences if we learn the capability and the capacity to employ our imagination, to be able to stage an event, to be able to walk into that event and feel and live that event, that one's able to project and to radiate the presence of, of Hashem, not only for oneself, but also for the people around one.